up, everybody? My name is Chris Hartram, and uh, you're listening to the Talking Book Podcast. The Talking Book Podcast, if you've never listened to it before, it kind of goes like this. I, I say a few things that are stupid, and then I introduce a great writer, and you listen to a badass reading, then boom, you immediately get the book right afterwards. That's kind of how it goes down. It's a reading series, but it's a podcast. You can listen to it. If you listen to this all the time, I'm sorry I'm explaining it to you because you already know the score. It's a rainy Saturday afternoon in Asheville, North Carolina. We're talking a crisp 50 degrees outside. It's gray, it's cloudy, it's wet, it's dark, and it's dreary. But I feel great. And the reason, there's two reasons. The first one is I just watched the new Mortal Kombat 2021. And it was an absolute piece of shit. And I had a great time watching it. It was fun. A terrible movie. And uh, I recommend you watch it. Um... And also, number two, the number two reason I'm feeling good on a rainy day is I get to introduce a great reading from a great writer named Mick Grantham. Mick wrote a book of poems called Hardcore, which just came out from Short Flight Long Drive Books over at the fine people at Hobart. And uh, it's great, and it's funny, and it's dark, and you need to buy it uh, right after this episode. As I mentioned, that's how it goes. You buy it right after the reading. Um, no joke. It's good. So you're going to like it. Now sit back. Sit back and relax on your own rainy, your own sunny day, whichever one, and enjoy Mick Grantham reading from Hardcore. Hi, my name is Mick Grantham. I am the author of the poetry collection Hardcore, which is out now from Short Flight Long Drive Books. I'm sitting here in New Orleans in a neighborhood called Holy Cross, which is in the Lower Ninth Ward, right up next to the Mississippi River, and I'm going to read you some poems today. All right. This first poem is called Bad Year. Tuesday, November 8th, 2016. I am getting hammered at a bar with a friend who has the same name as me. We get so drunk. We are watching the election. Everyone is excited, including us, to witness history, the first female president. There are women in shirts that say things like, nasty woman, the future is female, this pussy grabs back. After the results are clear, I go back to my new friend's apartment. We lie on the bed, touching each other, feeling sad. In the morning, my friend says, it's hard to believe that last night wasn't just a bad dream but for me, it isn't hard. Most of 2016 has felt like a reoccurring nightmare, the kind where I am endlessly falling, falling, falling off a cliff, never hitting the bottom. Last night makes sense. And in the last hours of 2016, I am locked inside a hotel room with a man who won't stop trying to have sex with me, pouting every time I refuse, saying things like, you should have kept the baby to me over and over. I am cold, 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 regretting coming to this hotel. What do I want? What do I get? I'm regretting a lot of things. First of all, I am very hungry. All I can think about is eating the pastrami sandwich I ordered from room service an hour earlier. I want to so badly get this year over with already and go home. All right, the rain's coming down pretty hard here. Maybe you, maybe you hear it. Um, all right, this next poem is called Karen. 
Karen. No one hangs out with Karen. She is literally a fucking psycho. I watched everyone sip their cocktails, nod their heads in agreement. I said, here we have your grilled turnips served with a soft boiled egg, and here we have your roasted beets with burrata. I'm sorry, Karen. I bet you are not a fucking psycho. And Karen, even if you are, there is nothing wrong with being a fucking psycho. Someone called me a fucking psycho. Someone told me I was unwell. Someone said I am crazy. My heart hurt. When everything is crazy, nothing is crazy. Someone said all men secretly want to be with a crazy woman. And why wouldn't they? Men are always calling women crazy like it's a bad thing. All right, this next poem is called Work Story. Once upon a time, in a not-so-far-away land, I got a job as a waitress at a restaurant named after the famous singer-songwriter who sang that song, Who Will Save Your Soul? Just kidding. It probably wasn't named after Jewel, but it was called Jewel. My mom used to have the CD, Pieces of You. When she wanted to be alone, and there was no possibility of taking a walk that day, she'd take her CD player into the bathroom, draw herself a bath, and while she took a bath, she would listen to that CD. Sometimes, happy families are all alike. Every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. My dad would say, don't bother your mama right now. I could hear the songs echoing from the bathroom down the hallway in my bedroom. My favorite one, Morning Song, was about lovers who lay in bed together all day ignoring phone calls. There is a line about Henry Miller and Anais Nin, which I did not understand. The song is a love story. I was little. I couldn't wait to fall in love. But this is not a love story. This is a work story, and I quit at the end. So, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. The chef at the restaurant was an Englishman, and he liked to make gumbo and call me a stupid cunt. The waitresses were supposed to tell him when a VIP came into the restaurant, and we were supposed to call them a gem, not a VIP. It was supposed to be like a secret code. We were supposed to write gem table two on our tickets because we weren't supposed to talk to the chef. Stupid, stupid cunts. One night, unbeknownst to anyone, the chef bumped his dick on the corner of his prep table. Suddenly, a screaming comes across the sky. It has happened before, but there is nothing to compare it to now. The chef, in a fit of rage, yelled at everyone. The waitresses, the line cooks. He slammed things, broke plates. Everyone got really quiet. Some of us even cried. He sent me home, didn't tell me why. Days passed. I texted some of my coworkers. I had the story bit by bit from various people and as genuinely happens in such cases, each time it was a different story, though most had concluded he was mad because he bumped his dick on the corner of his prep table. I was grateful for the night off. The end. Hardcore. When I was 13, we got the internet. When I was 13, my best friend's name was Jules. When I was 13, my AIM screen name was Handy Candy 13. Jules and I got the name from a sexy nurse costume we saw at the Halloween store. When I was 13, Jules and I started to say we were hardcore. We wrote it in Sharpie on all of our binders, notebooks, and folders. Hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. 
My mom told me if I looked up hardcore on the internet, I was going to be in big, big, big trouble. She didn't want the computer to get syphilis. Judas Priest You dropped me off at the dentist because yesterday I had a toothache. Before we left the house, I grabbed my grandma's tiny gold hoops from my jewelry box for good luck. My mother says all the bubbies watch over me. I also wear my grandma's gold chain. I always wear her gold chain. I don't have much to remember her by except the stuff in my head. A week after she died, we sorted through her things. Some jewelry, a scarf, a watch, a Judas Priest belt buckle. Who knew grandma was so into Judas Priest? Maybe she just thought it was cute. Once, during a brunch shift, trying to get an order from fancy uptown ladies, one of them interrupted me, grabbed the gold chain around my neck, said, My God, that's beautiful. Some man must be taking good care of you. I said, Get your fucking hands off me. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I put her pancake order in. I get some x-rays done, and I'm surprised when the dentist tells me my teeth are all okay at least the ones that are still with us. Thank you, gold hoops and bubbies. The news. The scientists found a black hole. They said, we have seen the unseeable. In the morning time, I like watching you make the breakfast, whisk the eggs with the little fork in the little bowl, the one that doesn't match the other bowls. You season the potatoes with chili powder and salt, what would happen if we went inside a black hole? Where would we go? How would you whisk the eggs and season the potatoes? In other news, the librarians found a 500-year-old library full of books that don't exist. They said, these stories have been lost to time. What do you think about this, the hole, and the library? The stories we lost? I feel the stories. If I went into a black hole, I would come out full of it, still carrying the stories with me, running through my veins. If you reached out and held my hands, I would shock you. Dog story. I inherited a habit of chasing around things that smelled bad, trash and dead stuff, the kinds of things that don't sit well in the pit of your stomach. I was a dog. It was in my blood to track trouble. I could sit and stay. My mother would say, you're too loyal. She made loyal sound like a dirty word. And the last poem I read is called Dirty Dancing. Standing inside of a Walgreens, waiting for the pharmacist to fill a prescription. Bunch of painkillers. Tonight I will sleep in a hotel, watch comedies, take all my hydrocodone, Laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh, and I will pretend that nothing has ever happened. I roam the candy aisle, holding a basket, reaching for everything I see. Sour gummy chews, Hershey chocolate bars, peanut M&Ms, artificially flavored cheddar popcorn, flaming Hot Cheetos. I am not sure I want any of this. I remove each snack from the basket, carefully placing them in all the wrong spaces. I don't know what I need, and I don't know how to make the right choices. I waited for nine hours in a clinic, waited for a doctor to play me trap rap on the radio, and yank the thing growing inside of me out, out, out. 
I could not stop thinking about my mother, her face, the look she gave me when we watched Dirty Dancing. I was eight. The scene where Penny has an abortion that goes terribly wrong and Johnny calls baby to ask her to call daddy who is a doctor to come save Penny so she doesn't die. My mother looking at me, eyebrows raised and saying, that's why you don't get pregnant. I just wanted to get back to Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey dancing. I never get what I want from Walgreens and I don't hear from him. Nine months later, he texts me on Mother's Day. This must be a very hard time for you. Sorry. Maybe it doesn't matter so much to me anymore. Like, it never happened, and it is all so funny how we can do whatever we want, but oftentimes we never do. Thanks so much. Have a great day. That was Hardcore by Mick Grantham. Out now from Short Flight, Long Drive Books. Came out in April, earlier this month. You can go get the book at your local indie bookstore or at hobartpulp.com slash books. That, that's hobartpulp.com slash books. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. Um, yeah, if you like that, you go get the book. There's more where that came from. Uh, yeah, Short Flight, Long Drive Books are putting out a bunch of amazing stuff right now, including, uh, you know, hardcore and also uh, nudes by El Nash, El Nash's new book, which we're going to be recording in its entirety soon. Um, but yeah, I'm really pumped about all these books. Um, anyway, thanks to Mick Grantham for the reading. Loved it. And Dave Burr for editing this show. Dave is an angel and a saint. And uh, Keegan Granbois and Holler Boys and Alex Sturgis for the lovely music, as always. For more readings like this, go to thetalkingbook.org. Og? What's the what's the talkingbook.org? It's the talkingbook.org, like org, like organization. The talkingbook.org. Go there if you want to hear more readings, you want audiobooks, you want to check out these awesome authors. We record books in a booth in Asheville, North Carolina. My name is Chris Hartram. Uh, don't forget Hardcore by Mick Grantham. And don't forget Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat movie. It's absolutely terrible. Uh, have a great day. I love you, and I'll see you next time. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit before I Door was passing over, and the wind blew.